Welcome to Rogues on the Road, discovered in 1812, naked and afraid under the deep and unforgiving canopy of Central Park. This indigenous duo sold their share of the Louisiana Purchase, swam to Port Chester, and set up shop with their co-host, the Standby Gypsy. From their humble beginnings, Rogues on the Road has quickly become the longest-running and most popular food and beverage podcast in recorded history. So, sit back, pour a cold pint, and tighten your spray skirt, you ninny-muggin. Good evening. Yet another podcast from the Chicos in Summers, New York. Uh, we're here again at the um, 84 Corridor Brewery Fest. Yeah. I'm Rich. I'm Matt, and uh, we are on a Brews Cruise. Brews Cruise? I like that. The Brews Cruise. I like it. That's, that's kind of how they, I guess that's how they, I got excited because I thought it was actually going to be a cruise. Like they were going to rent a boat or something and have all the breweries on there somewhere, but. This works. Didn't happen. This works. All right. So it's all it's all uh, breweries. We've had uh, cidery uh, along the I eighty four corridor, which moves uh, east to west depending upon where you're going. Um, yours is a little bit rushing duck. Well, we've got Nikki here. <laughs> yeah. Let's start with that. Nick, Nikki. Nick, Nikki's our star for this podcast. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Uh, she's from Rushing Duck. You are the... I'm one of the owners. You're one of the owners of yeah. Rushing Duck, yep. which is a very well-known, but we know very little. Okay. So we're kind of excited to learn about Rushing Duck, and we haven't interviewed a lot of female owners in the brewing industry. So any. There aren't many of us, but we've, we're growing. I don't think we've ever... You are the first. so I, I am honored. We're honored and want to learn all about that. Okay. And I want to start with the name. Rushing Duck. Rushing Duck. So we are in Orange County. Okay. We're on the um, western side of the 84 corridor. Um, we, are, we are the second brewery to open in Orange County. Uh, Newburgh was the first. They beat us by like three months. Oh, oh. How dare they? We'll, we'll kick him down. <laughs> um, so we've been open for seven and a half years. Oh, wow. Um, it's me and my husband uh, who run and own it. Um, we started out uh, homebrewing, like everybody. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. And then Dan worked for my husband. He worked for Weyerbacher out in Pennsylvania. And really, that's when we decided, you know what, let's go for it. And that was in 2012. Oh. Um, so we opened small, we're family owned. Um, and we really wanted to focus on technical brewing, um, bringing really delicious beer to the um, western side of the Hudson. Yeah, you know, I have <laughs> the poor west side of the Hudson River. Hey, we're getting there. I, I know. <laughs> like, okay, what, what it's, was it's on the western side of the Hudson it, River like 20 years ago? Nothing? 20 years ago, nothing. nothing. But nothing. Defiant was over there and Keegan... Um, I, I would say, um, I mean, maybe 15 years ago. So when we were looking for a, a place to open, um, we chose, I'm from Philadelphia. Okay. Dan is from North Jersey. Okay. Um, How'd you we, end up here? We, um, uh, we used to camp up here all the time. Okay. Um, towards the uh, Sullivan County. And we fell in love with the area. Hang on, we'll do <laughs> photos, photos. Okay, continue. Right. Thank you, Paul. Um, we fell in love with the area going out to Sullivan County, and we landed in Orange County because 
it's the first county that really feels like not a metropolitan of New York. It's not Rockland. Right. And we have beautiful farms and we have black dirt, which is glacial dirt. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. beautiful yeah. And it grows everything. Yep. If, if you have not been to the black dirt region of New York State, it is one, no, it's one of the coolest, least known spots, I would say, in New York State. Like, it's almost unbelievable to go through the Black Dirt region. What is... It's a... Dra- during, during the 1930s, the Civil Conservation Corps drained this very shallow lake that had been around for tens of thousands of years, I yeah. want to say. So it had built up hundreds of feet of organic matter basically you know each year leaves fall and this that animals die and it's the blackest soil that you've ever seen and it grows everything it's nutritious yeah if you if you look at a satellite image it looks like asphalt really yeah yeah it's really cool it's um it's it's really fine we our brewery is actually on black dirt oh no kidding well if it was on black dirt it would sink because everything sinks <laughs> okay, in black dirt right, right. but um our the facility <laughs> yeah you overlook the black dirt okay. and what's cool about black dirt is you can't grow on it so when you're at our place like that's what you're over uh, you can't you can't build on it sorry you grow everything um so yeah our facility is right there uh we're uh really entrenched in the community but our beer doesn't go far um so we if you haven't heard of us it's because we're primarily in the hudson valley but we like to focus on orange county um, we really like the idea of knowing where our beer goes. It has gone into the city. It has gone as north as Saratoga. But we really like the idea of keeping it close to um, to, our, uh, to ourselves so we can understand the quality and all of that. And it, it, our last podcast with Newberg Brewing was saying the same thing. You know, it's not this big rush to distribute around the world and push your products to a million different markets. Right. It's focus on your community. Yeah. Right? They'll support you. Yeah. Our, and, and, our, and you'll and you'll make a living. Yes. Yeah, yeah. our community is really, really um, close knit. Yeah. And we have a lot of breweries around us too that are, are uh, equally as uh, close knit, like they're our buddies. Right. How'd you go from home brewing to owning a brewery? So uh, like I said, my husband started working at um, a brewery right out of college, okay. like when we were 21. And then he went to school for it. Oh, okay. um, yeah, everything kind of fell off the, like it, his po- political science major didn't go that far. Okay. <laughs> and it's still, it's, those are still tools, <laughs> tools in your tool, but everything. He was drinking at the time. Yeah, yeah. Chemistry would have been better, yeah. but whatever. Um, so we decided to go on when his parents also decided that it was a good idea. Okay, cool. Um, because when we opened it, we were 24. Wow. It's not the smartest idea, I guess, but it's um, working. It, it, it worked. And, what? um, and that's what, it, when you're at the brewery, it's, you'll see one of the owners there all the time. My, my mother-in-law still bartends. That's like, brilliant. Yeah. That's so, great. Yeah. Yeah. She is. She knows a lot about beer. <laughs> so describe the actual brewery. You have a, you have a production area, you have a tasting room. Yeah. So actually, um, and it's one, of, it's in the name of one of the beers that we're going to taste. Um, we just moved our facility across the street. Okay. That was an easy move. <laughs> yeah. Hence the name 50 foot migration, which we'll get to. Oh, that's brilliant. Yes. Um, we were in a space that when we started out really worked for us. It was quirky. It was fun. 
it was something that a 24-year-old would pick out. <laughs> and then we realized how uh, inefficient it was over the last eight years. You outgrew so it? So we outgrew it. Yeah. Um, it. The layout wasn't as great. So two years ago, we opened a bigger tasting room. It's in a pole barn, which is right next door. Awesome. And then we took the rest of the production and moved it into that facility. So... Um, it's right across the street. So we're in old uh, pole barns. Like, they used to wash uh, lettuce in them in the 50s. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah, they're really quirky. They're really cool. That's cool. And um, we just took it over. We actually had our first brew there yesterday. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's new-new. Oh, it's new-new. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very new. And, um, yeah, that's – I very rarely get out, so uh, I'm, I'm happy that I'm here and able to do it. Yeah, <laughs> and um, so how – how did you guys get your start with deciding what what styles of have you landed in your who you are comfort zone comfort zone as far as like what beers you like to brew do you brew only what you like or do you experiment if you do collaborations a little bit on that yeah i think it's a um when we started out we started out with uh, so now this is 2012 so think about the 2012 market we started out with a coffee porter our bean head and our naysayer pale ale which we still make um and that was a, a west coast style pale ale and then we evolved and we've tweaked all the recipes that we that we started with because it's it's an evolution, right? I mean, right. where has beer come in the last eight years? It's right. crazy. It's right. it's changed. There's there's the, the whole, whole New England IPA come out. If you told us that we were going to make a, a cloudy IPA, be like, what's wrong with the IPA? Um, yeah, yeah. and uh, actually, when I remember when when the cloudy IPAs came out, we were thinking, is that like. Right. Like that beer should be clear. Do we, have, we have to do this? Well, beer should be clear, right? right. Like, like technically, right, this right. is what we're thinking. Right. A home brewer screwed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, we realized what was happening with the yeast profiles and all of that. So, um, so we evolved a lot. But one thing that you get when you come to our tasting room is that our brewers love to brew everything. So we have everything from a Vienna lager to an ESB we just made. Um, That's your style. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Extra special bitters. Very malty beer. That's a British thing. Yeah, British it's thing. a British thing. Is it room temperature? Only for you. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I'll put it up before you come. Thank you. Um, and then we have IPAs. We have Imperial Stouts. We do get, sours? We have sours. Oh, we sour, do okay. both kettle. Okay. And we do, um, we do barrel-aged sours. Um, so we, we experiment a lot. And with the new facility, although it's small, well, we, we're taking over another unit in October. Cool. We'll be able to venture out into more sours, into more barrels, um, and actually into more cider. We started to do a dry cider. Oh, wow. Yeah, about three years ago. We started to do locally um, sourced apples. And we do dry Normandy-style ciders, not sweet stuff. We oh, don't back sweeten yeah, it. Yeah, that's a that's a Diner Brew Co. Chris Sheldon Is it? style. Yeah, it's yeah, it's very champagne. Uh, yeah, very uh, uh, slightly tart. Yep. Um, and dry. So yeah. that's we. When you come, we have twenty lines of beer and cider at our facility. All stuff that we make. If you can't find a beer that you like there, style stylistically, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> Go somewhere else. Yeah. Don't yeah. Add it There's a Not bar right up the street. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not that one. Not that one. Yep. They got Bob Wise out there. Bottle Bud. You're Bottle good to go. Bud. Let's go. Wow. All right. Yeah. So you've got that's a lot of production producing 20 beers. You know, if you've got that on tap and you're dealing with sours, learning sours. Yeah. 
how was that process when because the sour the sour kind of start seemed to really take off uh, maybe two years ago maybe three yeah, years ago three, yeah and yeah. maybe three years terrible. ago three years ago it was it was kind of like pumpkin beers yeah yeah, yeah. it was you know am yeah. I having pumpkin pie right or am I having a beer I right. couldn't tell the difference yeah, right. and sours were so sour it was almost like apple cider vinegar yeah. and I was told that I was supposed to like it right yeah and I feel like over the last three years it's gotten more like sweet tarts with a lot of underlying fruit and and things like I think people have looked into it and they've People have got their recipes down. Yeah, so many sales out there are just spot on yeah. these days. Yeah, so and I think I think it's, it's, it's a, a it's a fine balance. And it's a combination of your palate, yeah, getting used to it, Correct. and actually sours getting better. How did you guys get that? Like, okay, now we got to do sours. How the hell do you? I mean, how do you start that process? So we always love sours. I mean, one of the things about Dan and I, as soon as we turned twenty-one. Um, we were drinking craft beer. Perfect. <laughs> uh, well, Dan was 21. I was 20. Um, scratch that, I guess. Um, <laughs> but whatever. It's good. Whatever. Um, so we were going to the store, and one of the most exciting things, and, and this is our love of beer, and this is why we like making it so much, going to a store and looking at the shelves and being like, I never heard of that before. What the hell is that? What is, Let's what's do a sour? It. Let's do it. Yeah, because, yeah, you're putting out yeah. some money, but what the hell, yeah. right? Yeah. Somebody will drink yeah. it, especially yeah. when you're 21, you Absolutely. can get rid of anything. Right. Um, so sours were the last thing that I got into personally, but I liked uh, really like the Belgians, the Belgian sours. Right. And then the brewery out in California started making sours, but more barrel-aged sours. And that tartness and that... Uh, you, you start to understand, you start to train your palate yep. into liking things that initially you would be like, this tastes like, like basin water. Like, yeah, what yeah. am I drinking? Right, okay. um, and, then, and then you learn, right? You learn what you like. And then what you're saying with the, with the, the tart, um, the evolution that happened is the introduction to the kettle sour. How we do it at the tasting room and how, like, I, I still bartend four days a week and, and, and I love educating people or helping people along because they come in. I hate sours. Okay, well, think about it as a tart lemonade. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a yeah. great, and great then, introduction. Or just don't look at it as beer. Just, just right? think of it as something yeah. else. Same right. you. Same you. And then right. it evolves. Okay, right. well, we added blackberries to this right. and, and, then you, and then you can start, then people understand. Right. It's all about perception with anything. If it's wine, if it's alcohol, yeah. if it's spirits, whatever it is. Yeah. It's all about perception. So if you ask somebody what they're tasting and they, and they, and they feel involved in, in learning and their palate, what they'll try is absolutely amazing. I've had people come in and tell me they'll never drink an IPA. They freaking hate IPAs. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. All right, let's... let's you don't like the ba- IPAs baby that steps. you've had. Correct. Open your mind. Try this. Yeah. And then, no. And now, all they drink is IPAs. Right. It takes years, and that's why I'm talking about the local poll, right? We have people that came in, and I, I see them now, and they're drinking, like, our triple IPAs. And I'm like, remember? Remember? Two years ago? Remember two years ago? No. Do you have do something like this. Bud? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get a lot of that. Or what's your what's your highest and, alcohol? And there's, there's nothing wrong with that, because that's just what people, you know, you know, when people come into a craft beer bar and they say, you know, what's your palate? Well, right. I... I I drink Bud, right? But I'm willing to 
you know, right. that's uh, that's not a bad thing. Absolutely. And you're also saying um, when you were talking to uh, what was his name, Paul from Newburgh. from Newburgh. Newburgh. You did a cocktail on tap too? No, yeah. they did a collaboration, right? No, well, we did both. We oh. did a cocktail on tap. Oh, you did? Um, yeah, for one of our events last year, and it went over really well. Right. Um, and yes, and then Newberg and us have done numerous um, collaborations. Yeah. Uh, it's the benefit of having, being the first two that opened in an area that had no nothing, nothing yeah. is that um, Paul became my work husband. <laughs> we're not we'll in the same area, other. but Absolutely. we're like, Absolutely. hey, what do you got? And um, and that's what's cool, especially about the other side of the river. There are so many people coming up now that that uh, just need that extra little bit of help, and it's cool to be there. Yeah. It's cool to be like, yeah. <laughs> whatever you went through, I did too. Yeah, right. right. So, side cool. of the river. Yeah. So, take us through what we're drinking at the Chico's today. Okay. Um. So the first one. Let's okay. start with the IPA, I guess. Okay. Because the other one's going to so wreck your palate and probably your life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've, n- I've never had a brewer say this is going to wreck your palate and wreck your life. Oh, great. I lo- no, not this one, not I this one. I kind of want to do that one first. All right, so this is a, the IPA? This is an IPA? Yes. A double or? No, this is um, our uh, 50-foot migration. Um, we did this. This is a really funny funny beer because um, we've never used the Quebec yeast. Oh, yeah, that so th- I, that was what I wanted to ask you. What's Quebec? Kev- it that. says it on that. Yeah, yeah. So Quebec um, is a yeast that ferments um, really fast. It ferments out in four days. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's insane. So, so what? So, ha- so it's like uh, you know, it's like yeast on steroids. Yes. Okay. And it makes a beautiful tropical flavor. And that very much comes through. Yeah, absolutely. We have a beer called Brux that we use Bruxolitis yeast on, and um, it's tropical. It's nice. The yeast lends that flavor. This has very similar notes. Right. Yeah. Um, and we did this because we were moving our facility 50 feet. <laughs> and we were trying to stock up as much beer as we could before we moved because we're like, you know. Yeah, this is going to take we're some doing, time. We're doing it's going to yeah. take time. Yeah, and yeah. if we don't have beer, we're not a brewery. And we have 20 lines to fill. Wow. And um, so we decided to use the Quebec as an experiment in our last week. Not a bad one. And be like, it has to ferment out fast because we have to do the time. <laughs> so, so it went through primary fermentation in four days. Yes. Crazy. And how long to, to keg it? it? We had it um, kegged. Okay, so we brewed it. Uh, we had it kegged within, carved keg within seven work days. That's crazy. <laughs> Wow. wow. It was nuts. <laughs> wow. Which, which makes it not over hoppy. I'm not a hoppy kind of guy. No. But this is smooth. We did dry hop it a bit. Yeah, um, but but not, not crazy. It was, um, yeah, it, so it's it became. more flavored hops, yeah. not not the bitter hops. Right. Right. Uh, exactly. Right. We do a lot of, uh, of that, a lot of dry, ho- dry hopping for yeah. sure. But the, the flavor that you're also getting is the yeast. It's really nice yeast. Uh, we're actually going to put it into our rotation now because, yeah. first of all, we love look, the timing is great. Yeah. Um, but also because the flavor is so nice. It's, uh, it's, it's really nice too because it's uh, not heavy, which. I, I'm beginning to see a lot of IPAs now that are not super malty yeah. and heavy. This is still, it's uh, tropical, crisp, and I could easily have a few pints of this. Well, it is 7.5, so watch That's out. That's the problem. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, I, 
I could do a, a pint. I could do a couple fingers of like a single malt and do a you know a half a pint. I'm feeling the half a pint. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Uber is for. That's that, right. This is Not dangerously easy. Uh, yeah. Good. Yeah, that's dangerously good. Yeah. All right. What's the next one? All right. So let's go to the palate wrecker. <laughs> oh God. Should I be scared? Cheers. Cheers. This has a whole bunch of things going on with it. Coffee. Coffee, chocolate. I get almost like a little bit of orange I think you peel. have a different beer than us. Mine looks different. Why is this mine? Is, uh, this, ty- this, this is isn't the same beer. You have the one that's Yodong Uft. They might have three of our beers on. This might be the coffee porter. Oh, so this is the right one. That's the one that I was talking about. That's the Yodong Uft. Okay, so we'll put those down oh, and we'll so try this. So this is the train wrecker. Okay, so I'm going to try this. I'll hand it to you. Okay. So I actually didn't even know that we had a keg of that left, which is kind of fun. Um, well, you ooh. don't have it. Yeah, they have it now. Right, right, right. You know, this reminds me of a porter and a tart yoo-hoo. <laughs> it's not wrecking my palate, but that is really good. It is oh, yeah. pretty it, high enough. And high. that tastes like 9 10%. I think it's higher than that. Holy shit. Ooh. Uh, I haven't. Oh, that's so good. I get like a. That's fresh. I get like a like a tart yuhu. Can I taste it real quick? I actually yeah. haven't had it in a really yeah. long time. We all have the. We all had Corona before we. So we're good. Yeah. So we did this. Um, this was actually um, a barrel. It's a blend of a bunch of barrel aged beers. Um, it's I think I think it's thirteen percent. But we oh haven't had God. this in a few years. So. So this we'll is a blend it. of. So we do a, we do a lot of blending at our place. Um, I think it comes back from Dan when he worked at Weyerbacher. They do a lot of barrel aged beers and a lot of barrel aged uh, blends. And uh, when we first started, we wanted to get right into barrels. So this is a blend of um, a few of them. I feel that. <laughs> Holy shit! And that's why we called it. You done goofed. <laughs> you done goofed. You done gone. Oh my god! I mean, one of the things that you'll see on our tap list frequently uh, is higher uh, malty beers, higher ABV malty beers. We just came out with a beer called "Don't Be the Worst." Oh Jesus! Uh, We're tapping it uh, tomorrow. It's thirteen percent. Thirteen percent barley wine. So, I mean, our brewers like to exercise what they can do. Absolutely. And they like to have fun. How many brewers do you have? Just my husband and uh, Alexis. Okay. He uh, he's a uh, professionally trained brewer as well. He's been with us for four years, That's five fun. years, uh, something awesome. like that. This is a phenomenal beer that That's I cannot have a whole lot of. Like I get like like well, you know I, uh, there's like there's like raisin notes, there's like chocolatey notes, there's That's coffee like halfway notes. Halfway through a ski day kind of beer, yes. off the mountain, nice yeah. and warm beer. Yeah. 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 Yeah, not a pint. Yeah. Not a pint. I would yeah. do a half a pint. Yeah, that is phenomenal. That's do you have good. a pint of that? You're going to bed. Yeah, I've had <laughs> I've had three sips of it and I, I feel it. Bed. <laughs> I done gone. What is it? You Don- done goof. I done goof. <laughs> I don't love that. That is one of my. That is awesome. You done goofed. Yes. Yes, I done did. <laughs> who, co- who comes up with the names? Um, Every name is taken in this I industry. Yeah, I'd it's have, getting harder. I'd have to smoke something to come out with them, or drink a lot. Yeah, or both. Uh, <laughs> it's gotten harder for sure, especially because uh, at the scale that we're pumping out beers, um, it is 
difficult. Um, but we have a staff for that. Uh, yeah. Right. You know, if you come up with a name, you just throw it in a That's cool. In a folder. Yeah. And I guess once you come up with a good one, you're trying to top it all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's not matching the last one. Yeah. I mean, one of our, our mo like, I guess our most well-known beer that uh, we haven't had it out in a while because we haven't been brewing is War Elephant, our double IPA. Um, we've had that forever. Um, but that's, uh, that, like, those kind of names are fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, totally. It's whatever and, you can think of. And it's also, like, so when you submit labels, they have to get federal approval, right? right. Same, in the beer, same in the beer industry same in the beer, as spirit industry? Same, same in the beer industry. So uh, a beer, cola. if it doesn't pass state lines, it doesn't have to be federally approved. Oh, that's so nice. So Just nice. State. Yeah, because you, you, like, you submit these names, like, done gone goofed or, like, you know, somebody's actually looking at this. And, yes. And there's some really, like... There's some names that have made it past federal approval, like One Foot Cock Whiskey, <laughs> which is a real whiskey out of upstate New York. That's crazy. <laughs> and it, it, it got rejected a bunch of times, and then finally it, it, it... So, you know, but everyone's trying to come up with... A lot of names are taken. Yeah. Especially and in the spirit industry. Well, it's spirit, and now you have wine, and you have beer, and you have cider, and there's all these people who want to have very similar names. And it's it's getting harder for right. sure. Yeah. It's right. getting a lot it's harder. Gonna, it's going to turn into like an Andy Warhol thing, yeah. where it's like <laughs> there is no name; it's a performance. Yes, that's fine. A one, right? A two. Yes. So that's awesome. All right, talk to us real quick about what it's like to be a female brewer in this industry that is that is predominantly male. Controls. Not controlled, but but uh, yeah. it's you like, know, what, it's what like is me working in a school with a hundred women. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There you go. It's getting easier. Uh, when I first the first uh, craft brewers conference I went to uh, in San Diego a bazillion years ago, um, I think I think it was 10, 10, 11 years ago. Out of all the attendees, there was uh, I think over four thousand attendees. There were only four hundred women, wow. and that was that was sales. That was everything. Yeah. And um, since then, it's gotten a lot better. Um, I mean, there's still, uh, I still get looked at as the, you know, oh, you own it? Question yep. mark. Um, you get. Uh, You're not just a bartender. Well, I work it to my benefit. If, people, if people come in and, there are and they ask, if they ask if the owner is there, I say no. But if they ask if I'm the owner, I'll engage. Perfect. Because after a while, like, I used to get really angry. Yeah. I used to get... Uh, I'm sure it can get frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and then I realized, you. you know what? Yeah. There's ways, uh, there's ways to promote women in this industry, all the way from having female bartenders. You're always going to have to know more. Right. It's from the beginning. Right. When, when we started, I was doing sales, and I would walk into a place, and I would get... 150 questions. Yeah. Well, well, what about this? And I'm like, I can't. I have the answers. <laughs> but I knew I had to do that because I am who I am. Right. Um, but it's gotten easier because there are a lot more women who want to be engaged. Yeah, there right. are a lot more women yeah. in sales. There yeah. are a lot more yeah. women who want to be brewers and right. want to go to right. school. Right. And they see, they see me. They see people like Kim Jordan, and they're like, we can do this. Yeah. And it's gotten so much better. Um, again, it's always going to be 
uh, ten men to one woman. Yeah. But, but as long as you know your shit, you'll yeah. be fine. Right. Yeah. And hopefully it's a fun challenge. At this it point, is. at this it, point, at it's this a point fun. It's, fun. it's an educational type thing. And you have the advantage to play with it. Yes. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And it, and like I said, as long as as um, uh, as long as it's not a deterrent, as yeah. long as you realize that everyone is beer is fun. Yeah. Beer. I know there's a pretentious swing to it. People can get overly involved, but beer is beer, right. and it's fun. Right. And you're supposed to drink it, yep. and you're supposed to get rowdy with your friends, yep. and you're supposed to be educated. And that's all. It's simple. Yeah. It's keep simple. it keep it simple. People, yeah, yeah. It's like my my friend always says, "It's like it's just beer, dude." Yeah, yeah. And that's when you keep it like that, and you just want to learn. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman or whomever. You just want to drink and have fun with your friends. That's what it matters. So, and our second drink is not. I have no idea. That I, I don't. I don't know. No, that was that was that was somebody else's. I don't. I don't think I really? it's ours. Yeah. Uh, unless they have the coffee porter Let's on. Try it. Uh, we'll, we'll take a guess. It's good. This is like coffee. It's a coffee porter. This tastes like the Obercreep. I'm not sure. I think is there another list? It's on the other side. I think that's over creep. I think it's over creep. That's good. French press, right? Yep. That's the only way you could describe that. Yes. And it's not on the list. No, there's another list. How is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's yeah. delicious. That's it is very good. But it's not. I don't think it's my. It's beer. like a <laughs> no. It's like a shot of espresso. It's a shot of espresso. Yeah. yeah. Well, on that note, thank you very much. Thank you thank so much you. for sharing. Yeah. yeah. We're. Uh, we're now looking forward to coming to Rushing Duck. Anytime. Yeah. Uh, so your tasting room is open. Tasting room. We're open Tuesday through Sunday. Oh wow. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Ever. Ever. Uh, everything. Uh, we're right near the uh, Woodbury Commons. We're right off 17. Nice. Uh, we're, where the new Legoland's going to be. So you bring your kids. You can pop in for a beer. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Same. Yeah. So. Can you get a beer in a Lego cup? I. <laughs> Maybe. You will be. I think I might soon. be soon. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Can you drop your kids off at Lego Land and run? Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm yeah, hoping yeah. people run to my brewery. Just have a little shuffle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, like I said, from from this side of the river, we're about 45 minutes. Perfect. Yeah. Great. Hit, right. hit a bunch of other breweries there, too. Check them out. Check them out. Thanks for joining. Thank you for Thank joining. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for stopping by and listening in. Check us out as well as other great podcasts at Food and Beverage Magazine's Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And remember to eat, imbibe, and dream. See you next show.